This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's going to be one of those days, you guys. Oh, watch out. Happy Monday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, and uh, as much as I would love to be giggling through our first segment of the show, we shan't be giggling uh, because we have to talk about uh, disgusting human being. But you know what? We're going to giggle our way through. I mean, just because he's a horrible human That's being true. doesn't mean we have to give him the deference of his um, detritus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <gotta look laughs> just alliterated myself. Um, okay, I want to tell <laughs> I, you. I did too. <laughs> I want to tell you about Harvey Weinstein. The report of the report. It's actually not. Um, so. To clarify, it's actually not the report of the report. He sat down with the New York Post. Ah, um, good. Which is page six. Good. Um, And they, and there's a very specific reason that Harvey Weinstein sat down with page six and said the following words. Well, he didn't say these verbatim, but essentially he said, I deserve a pat on the back when it comes to women. Okay. Now, you and I may say to ourselves, selves. What? What? WTF? <laughs> right, exactly. What? WT Harvey Weinstein. Um, the reason he sat down and said this to Page Six is because he wants you to know he's not forgotten. Now, Page Six, New York Post. He, oh, no, we haven't forgotten you, Harvey Weinstein. Well, Don't worry about it. I know, right? So more than 80 women have accused this man of sexual assault, and he essentially, you know, was the reason we kicked off a modern movement to, you know, ameliorate. There was a movement, but anyway, it launched this movement into the, you know, stratosphere um, because of his serial sexual predation. Um, and yet he wants you to know that, um, like, he was really important for women. Okay, so that said, he sat down with uh, the uh, New York Post in New York because he's there recuperating from spinal surgery. Mm. So he called in the reporters and said, you know, like, I want to talk. I want to say some stuff. I'm not going to talk about specifics. He's not going to talk about that $25 million settlement. But he did say a lot, and it is going to make your head explode. Do you know the first place... He started uh, in this particular interview, quote, I feel like the forgotten man. I made more movies directed by women and about women than any filmmaker. And I'm talking about 30 years ago. I'm talking about now when it's Vogue or I'm not talking about now when it's Vogue. I did it first. I pioneered it and I got it all got eviscerated because of what happened. My work has been forgotten. Okay. This is the first hallmark of a disgusting serial uh, assaulter. Because who does this sound like? Bill Cosby. Exactly. Yeah. 
I was like, who do I choose? Yeah, which one? I know. But the one I'm thinking of is Bill Cosby, because Bill Cosby, of course, you know, wanted to rest back on his work as a means by which to tell people to focus on that and his successes and not this horrible, terrible thing he had done to actual human beings. Yeah. And, oh, this man is gross. Go on. Um, No, so... The other thing he said, the reason he wanted to call in the reporters from the Post was that um, he wants you to know that he really has been suffering medically, that this is not just for a show, Mm. which I think is directly to us, because you'll remember we called him out last week when he was seen at the targets, like bebopping around without the need of a walker. But then, of course, when he had to show up for court, because by the way, despite his $25 million settlement, there is still a criminal case uh, that's moving forward. Whenever he shows up to the courtroom, he's like, oh, oh, Hunched my neck, over oh, my with his, uh, with his cheap earth walker with the tennis balls. <laughs> Literally on the, tennis balls. I mean, again, as I've said many times, walker technology is such that, and, uh, and Harvey Weinstein, with the bank account that he has, should be able to get the top of the line walker with the brakes oh, and no need for tennis balls. Just wait because top of the line walker he could have because do you know where he did this interview? Where? So at the hospital while he was recuperating, which sounds like oh, you know, and they called him in or they they called the reporters into his hospital room and they probably like wheeled that dumb you know little trolley over that has like the apple juice and right. the pudding or something, right? No, no. Oh my God! He is a, an elite wing of this hospital, and the and it features get this marble bathrooms, Italian linens, original framed artwork, all designed to look like a plush hotel. If that were not enough, the guy who's complaining about how quote I want this city to recognize who I was instead of what I've become uh, has a private chef and a concierge that caters to his every whim, makes whatever food he wants, and he uh, can serve his visitors cucumber-infused water. (laughs) So he wants you to know how bad things are for him. Doesn't look very bad to me. And he wants you to know how much of his legacy has been destroyed. This is like, mm, what are those called? Like a fable? (laughs) About it is I because we were talking. Well, we were just talking the other day in my car with my kids about like the emperor's new clothes and how the emperor, you know, goes marching around totally naked. Yeah. And he's like, look at my clothes. Yeah. This is what this is. It's this like rich, privileged. And I don't mean just rich. I mean, astronomically off the charts, rich and privileged um, criminal. Whining and complaining about how we're going to not remember the massive contribution he had to our culture. Well, also, I just think it's a little premature. I'll remember your contribution to our culture. It's just not going to be the one you want me to remember, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, I mean, we're in charge of, like, we can remember what we want. And frankly, we're not dumb. So as much as you'd like to paint a certain picture, like it's 2019, we can see the writing on the wall and we can see the 80 plus women victims who've identified themselves. Um, You know, it is what it is. But the more telling tale is his own. um, What's the word I'm looking for? His own unawareness. Mm hmm. There's a better word for that. 
he can't see what the rest of us can see because of the world that he's created for himself. And I'm sure he does. Like, this is, these are the ramblings of a man who has lost pretty much everything and is unable and unwilling to admit it. Right. He's not able to come to terms with what has happened to him. Also, he's unable to see the fact that he's incredibly fortunate because he's just had back surgery and is like in the Lindo wing. Right. You know, like the fancy. Where was Beyonce? Remember when Beyonce was? She had her own floor at Cedar Sinai. Yeah. So, I think they built it for her. I think it's actually called like the, the Beyonce, Beyonce floor. Wing. I mean, he essentially has the very same thing. Yeah. And all he can do is say, my legacy is destroyed. And by the way, if you were to ask the average person, would they believe that the Weinstein's legacy has been destroyed? No. All of those movies are still there. Yeah. To my understanding, nobody's like boycotting those movies per se. I mean, other than acknowledging that Harvey Weinstein had a role in them and looking at them critically, perhaps. But I don't feel like his actual legacy is in any way um, long term affected. His future is certainly affected and his ability to profit off his legacy has certainly been affected. And for good reason, because of what? His own actions. Exactly. And that's, I think, the frustrating thing is, you know, this is like talking to a child who has absolutely no understanding of consequences for actions. To your point, Bradley, I don't know that anybody really truly is boycotting Harvey Weinstein's work for the simple fact, at least for me, of the of that if you are boycotting Harvey Weinstein's work, then you're also effectively boycotting the work of people who are victimized by Harvey Weinstein. And they actually deserve our support. Including, but not limited to, Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I bring that up for a very specific reason, because in this New York Post interview that Harvey Weinstein did, sitting there in... um, with, surrounded by Italian marble, not realizing that maybe you don't want to call the reporters in and drink, bring attention to how good you have it. He talks about Gwyneth Paltrow and says, quote, Gwyneth Paltrow in 2003 got $10 million to make a movie called View from the Top. Um, she was the highest paid female actor in an independent film, higher paid than all the men. He's specifically bringing her up as an example of the amazing work he's done on women. And again, Gwyneth Paltrow is the one who's like, yeah, do you remember that time that you tried to massage me or get me to massage you when I was 22? Like, he has absolutely no awareness of the, the... It's like he can't... He's excusing his own behavior by saying, look at all the good I've done. Excusing the behavior. Also, it is not kind to talk about how people appear. (laughs) But do you think maybe he could have changed his wrinkly earth, just ate powdered donuts... T-shirt, which is probably that's a power play for the oh yeah of course for the interview. I mean, come on, yeah no he's but but that's why I'm saying it's a power play without like awareness of what's going on around him, right? (sighs) Holly, I'm assuming you mean power play because it's like oh look how sad and And tragic he looks. Yeah, also there's this thing in Los Angeles where you can that shows to people I am so powerful that that I can wear a t-shirt. I can wear this grubby t-shirt. And be this. And be who I am. And you can do nothing about it. That's disgusting. He goes on in this piece to talk about all the work that he did for trans rights and the gays and Madonna and all the charity work. You guys, the world is on fire. (laughs) 
mean, that's all. I, that's my takeaway. Well, I mean, if he did good, did good things for Madonna, then well, yeah, exactly. Well, also, you did, did great things for Madonna, no. did you? Forget did you? it all. Then. I don't know that Madonna. Forget would really, it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I was going to say in conclusion, in conclusion, where Harvey Weinstein is concerned, I think there's a real story to tell, and I don't think it's a black or a white story. I think it is incredibly disturbing yet fascinating that Harvey Weinstein is the man that he is. So I actually think that there's a story there. Like, here's a man who was instrumental in putting women in a mm-hmm. place that they were not, and who, by all accounts, uh, did things behind the scenes to help individual women and maybe overall broadly to the culture in terms of representation in film, or at least now that's a narrative I'm just sort of swallowing whole and people with far better qualifications can tell me whether that's an actual um, thoughtful critique. But my point is that um, that's that's a. Uh, a paradox or an irony that I would like to see explored, not to absolve him of right. any of the actions, but what was the duality? Because people are not just all bad or all good. No, but I do. Uh, and I think that that's a conversation worth having. I actually am interested in that conversation and would like to have it around my dinner table with very smart people. Uh, however, I don't think that Harvey Weinstein is the one that should be prompting that conversation yeah exactly number one and number two and i just this is just food for thought as we go to break um how much of that was a cover for what he was doing exactly right these are all things that it's a good thing but at the expense of many women yeah and and to your point how much of it was his like was it cynical intentional or was he really a person who because i tend to think and again this is just my take I tend to think there are people out there who are so clueless that they think they are doing the Lord's work. Meanwhile, on the one hand, but on the other hand, are completely unaware of the fact that they are, you know, the 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 destruction that they are causing yeah, exactly. in the lives of individuals. But that's, that's a story I'm not going to go to Harvey Weinstein no. to tell. So. Oh, that's interesting. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time for a dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese coming in with all the dirt straight from Hollywood on my talk. One oh seven one. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. The beautiful Elizabeth Reese is here in all her princess tort splendor. We were talking we were about doing, treats. Uh, yeah, we were. Princess oh, tort, man. I know. <laughs> the princess tort is a great thing. And a dirt alert. I know. I've got that for you, too. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay, so Madonna's cozying up to a new guy. Who? He's a dancer. Shocker. I am not I shocked by this. His name is pronounced Alamalik. Okay. Or Alamalik. Mm-hmm. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
He is 25. Mm. She's 61. Oh, Madonna. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. I'm showing Colleen a picture of them um, holding on to each other oh, on a balcony. Really? How old is Lourdes? Leon, oh, her daughter. Boy, she's definitely in her 20. Oh, 23. Okay. My favorite thing okay. is that the Daily Mail has a chart now of all of the age gaps between her and her uh, paramours. I just want it to be clear here that this is not um, an unfair situation. Hmm. We don't. I was just thinking we don't discriminate against um, men and women and their age gaps. If it's 60s to 20s, we will just have something to say about it. We will. Regardless of the gender. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of the sexual preference, regardless of any of it. Equality, man. Whatever you need to tell yourself, it don't matter. You can say whatever you want. (laughs) And when it comes to relationships, we can be petty. I just, the thing (laughs) about Madonna is I get sad for her because, honey. You're, I don't think she's sad. I know she's well, clearly like, not, but it just is. It's this this inability to let go of her youth that just makes me sad. Well, look at Dennis Quaid in this twenty something. Dennis Quaid is engaged to someone who's like twenty one. I mean, look at Christy Brinkley's ex. What's his name? Who is engaged to somebody else? Who yes, was apparently yes. like eighteen or seventeen, 17. when they started dating. I mean, also let's just and remember they're in their these sixties. That's weird, guys. Also, just remember these are celebrities. This is not a deep and abiding relationship. I know, but it's just still kind of odd. I just think that. I mean, let's just go to it. When you're someone in their sixties having sex with someone who's in their early twenties, I mean, does anyone else think that like doesn't sit that great? But I guess I don't I want to judge her, but yeah, I would thinking be about like, the- find me. I mean, I would not be complaining. I'm just going to say, I think really? both parties are getting something out of the well, situation. Sure. Yes, I just like course. to be in like yeah. a comparison. As it should be, and at least she's getting hers yeah, for all the women who've been mm-hmm. on the wrong end of that deal. Yeah, that's for sure. There are definitely more men than do this. Yeah. That yeah. do this. No, but it is weird. I mean, like, I'm not, please don't misunderstand me when I say if they walked into a room together, I'm going to be like, oh, that's interesting. And if Madonna were my friend, I'd be like, really, girl? That, oh, okay. Like, I, I think do you need me to call his, you know, his mommy, his who's mommy? younger than you? The thing that, the thing, the reason why I asked about how old Lourdes is, is because I think that's got to be the strangest thing. Apparently, Lourdes the was in the that, hotel, too, with cozying up to her own mystery man. So they just was probably older than like thirty six years older than her. The same dating pool. It would be very bizarre to me to be in the same dating pool as my mom. It's so bizarre. I mean, and I've said this before. Like, if something, God forbid, ever happened to my mom, and my dad showed up with a twenty something at Christmas. Oh, oh, you can hell a bit. Yeah, there would be so many words. Yeah, and so many. My facial expressions would be uncontrollable. Elizabeth Reese's Christmas (laughs) hat would be. Burnt. Thrown somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's talk about Harry Connick Jr. and his wife. They've been together for a very long time. 25 years they've been married. And uh, he said, I married my best friend. Who's and he I, married to? Her name is Jill Goodacre. Oh, that's what I thought. But yeah. I didn't know if I was making that up. Nope, you're not. Um, I married my best friend and I married a woman who I look up to infinitely, oh. is what he said. Um, so he was talking to Us Weekly. They did a little interview with him um, because he's got his Harry Connick Jr. show in New York City. And he said, we have the same values, for it's, so it's easy for us to try to impart those to our children. So she's a former model. And um, she's She's actually, in one of the best episodes of Friends, by the way. Oh, she is? Yeah, the one, it's the blackout episode, which was like historic because... They did this blackout episode across all of the 
it was like Mad About You had a blackout. All the shows that were on that night that were set in New York oh, all fun. had the same blackout. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chandler gets stuck in an ATM vestibule oh, with her, yes. and he is trying to tell his friends on the phone, "I'm stuck in an ATM vestibule with a model with Jill Goodacre." Yeah, oh, that's really it's fun. a good one. They're just really in love. It's really they cute. They look like an adorable couple. I know. They well, are adorable I mean, they're I bet their kids are. She's a, she's a couple years older than him. Their kids are gorgeous, too. I know. They have three children, uh, like 22, 20 or something, and then 17, I think. So, nice. It's really lovely. Prince George um, and little Charlotte ask their parents about homeless people that they see on the way to school. So, this Aww. is what Prince William says. Uh, that they so they did this a very royal Christmas on BBC. Oh God! Are we going to be able to watch Mary this? Barry? By the way? I hope so. We better. So you're going to see them. You will see them help prepare a festive party for some of their charities and organizations. And he talked about how he's been teaching his children about the causes that they champion and their royal work. And he says on the school run, I know it sounds a little bit contrite, but on the school run already, bear in mind six and four. When we see someone who's sleeping rough on the street, I talk about it. I point it out and I explain. And they say, why can't they go home? You know, I think these are conversations that oh, yeah. we're fortunate to get to have with yes. our kids because it means we're not in those situations. Exactly. Exactly. So, Thank you, you Elizabeth, Thanks for that lovely jerk alert. We need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge, 651 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. seconds to answer five pop culture questions get them all right you win a prize we do it every day at 12 30 on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom did i already say all that bradley trainer i don't know but it doesn't matter and it bears repeating uh, so yeah, thank there you, you go this is our 30 second pop culture challenge 30 second Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Angela on the phone. Uh, what is Angela playing for? Angela is playing for one of these. A pair of run-of-engagement movie passes to see the film Bombshell in theaters on Friday. All right, Angela, are you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? I am. Fabulous. Time will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Who hosts the Wheel of Fortune? Pat Sajak. Who plays uh, Buddy the Elf in the movie Elf? Um, Will Ferrell. What is the name of Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle website? <laughs> Pass. Culture is the daughter of which hip-hop star? Pass. <laughs> um, what is the name of Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle website? The Kardashians? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Kourtney <laughs> Kardashian. I mean, that's not the, the name of it, that's, but... I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, oh, sweetie. Angela, I'm so sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge. Uh, thus, uh, you did not get the prize. However, we play it every day at 1230, so you will have another chance. Let's go back and answer the questions she did not get correct. Uh, that lifestyle website from Kourtney Kardashian? Poosh. Poosh. We have not... Pushed. Dipped our toe in a lake called Poosh uh, in the last. That's because there's nothing to offer. The water is shallow. Oh, really? And I feel like that thing dead. is going to dry up. The yeah. fish are dead. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, Poosh is going to dry up. Okay, well, uh, speaking of dried fish, um, nope. <laughs> Culture is the daughter of which hip-hop star? That would be Cardi B and Offset. 
And Taylor Swift just turned. 30. Oh, my gosh. I'm so old. All right. Uh, now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has selected for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Hot, 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 hot celebrity gossip mystery starting today with a confirmed blind item. Yes. Okay, good. Thanks. Solve this. I will. It's always startling when this permanent A-list mostly movie actor, who is an Oscar winner slash nominee, gets work done to his face. You get used to one thing, and then he disappears for a month, donating his Uh, DNA for cloning. What? (laughs) And then gets some work done to his face, and he never even looks close to the previous version of himself. Tom Cruise. (gasps) Okay. Cloning? Is he being cloned? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let me fill go back and fill in the blank. <laughs> so it's always startling when Tom Cruise gets work done to his face. You get used to one thing, and then Tom Cruise disappears for a month, donating his DNA for cloning, and then gets some work done to his face, and he never even looks close to the previous version of Tom Cruise. Wow. We need to do some side-by-side. No kidding. Also, cloning. I, I need to know more about this cloning, but I totally believe it because you just know he's the kind of guy that's like building a Tom Cruise army of clones. And in like 20 years, we're all going to just be beset with with really just privileged Tom Cruise wannabes. OK, there is. Oh, this is creepy. There is a YouTube video that morphs Tom Cruise through the years and it's scary. It's really well, you know the most noticeable change with Tom Cruise was his teeth. Remember how he used right. to have he some, had some janky funky, teeth. funky teeth. Yeah. Luckily, he made it to Shamblot Family Dentistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, seriously, it's night and day. But I don't notice. Maybe he's had his eyes done. He has a lot done, and here's the thing with Tom Cruise, and actually a lot of stars in general, when you're watching any film or any TV show, they have had their face digitally cleaned up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, getting rid of the fine lines and wrinkles. I want to get my face digitally cleaned up. I mean, right. Why can't I just walk through life like that? Now, the last, I remember there were stories, maybe almost 10 years ago, about... Tom Cruise going to a secret Brazilian island for plastic surgery. Of course. With like sharks and like a shark lair. Yeah. And uh, apparently this doctor, Dr. Ivo, does a lot of secretive plastic surgery for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, now I'm obsessed with Tom Cruise's face. Dr. Ivo Chira. Oh, that's Portuguese. Well, bec- in Brazil. They mm-hmm. spell surgery in a very interesting way. Hmm. Oh. Ivo Pitangue guy. Yes. Or Pitangui. I don't speak Portuguese. Um, let's move on before I find myself deeper in this rabbit hole. Okay. We're going to get out of the Tom Cruise plastic yes. surgery rabbit hole and stay in celebrity gossip mystery land. Here's your next blind item. Everything was digitally altered and combined in the Christmas card of this A-list reality star. <sighs> It's all CGI. Are we talking about Kim? Kim? Kardashian? <gasps> well, yes. duh. Right? Yeah. I haven't I haven't looked at it with that eyeball yet, but I haven't really either, totally but plausible I, it's because just remember all the, of them sitting on a on a set of steps looking like they just walked out of a Hanes ad. <laughs> Look at this the eye, the line of sight 
for everyone in that picture. That picture being the picture that Kim Kardashian posted to her Instagram account of her family Christmas card. Look at it. Yeah, just look at the way. Look at the way that Northwest is looking at the camera. I should say, not looking at it. My gosh! No, they're all okay. Because do me a favor. Look at Kim Kardashian's face. Yeah. Now look at Kanye West behind her. Totally different photo. Completely. Now look at. I don't know which is which. Well, okay, so um, the Kanye girl. is holding the girl to the name? right of Kim. Chicago. Oh, that's North is the one right next to her. Kim is holding Psalm. Saint is on the bottom, and then yeah. Kanye's holding Chicago. So North is in a totally different photo. That's like lit differently. Yes. And then Saint is most certainly in a different photo because look at the light, how the light plays off of the same color. Oh my gosh. It's like brighter. Oh, you are. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is bizarre. Creepy. It's super creepy. What's the, I mean, they couldn't even get together. This is the saddest thing. You know, she just was like, put us all together and make a Christmas card out of us. Uh-huh. Put us in because even the stairs don't look the same color, and you can't imagine that the lighting would be that different. What do we say in Hollywood? Nothing is real, and, and everyone, everyone smokes. smokes. Tempest fugit ad hominem. I don't remember what the Latin was. Neither do I. But we knew at one point. Can you do it in Pig Latin? No. <sighs> Everything a is e- e- is a eel ray, and a nothing. Everything is real. a. And everybody smokes. Oaks me. Uh, good job solving these celebrity gossip mysteries, Colleen and Bradley. Let's do another one. Yes, it's supposed to be family time. But this A-list mostly movie actor has to do things jointly now because his ex doesn't trust him to show up for things not inebriated. So if he wants to see the kids, he has to do it in a group setting. <gasps> Is that Brad? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, what were you going to say? Ben Affleck. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you see all those family photographs of her, Jennifer Garner, his ex, hanging out all as a family unit. And the blind item says it's not because they want to enjoy family time together necessarily, but it's that Ben Affleck can only spend time with his kids if supervised by Jennifer Garner. Yikes. Can I ask you a question? Who? You. All of okay, sure, yeah. And Holly, of course, is entitled, and anybody listening is welcome to respond in kind, uh, in their own way, however they choose. Um, no, when it comes to Ben Affleck and celebrities in general, what would happen if we knew the truth? Mm-hmm. No, I'm being honest. Yeah. What would happen? Would Jennifer Garner not be able to work? I feel like because Ben Affleck's husband is a drunk. I feel like Ben Affleck wouldn't, but he would still be able to work. I mean, what I I'm think, saying is, yeah. like, giving people the honest truth, I just don't know in this day and age what would be any different. The fact that he's struggling, oh, that's hard. Nobody can relate to that. No family has have, had ever had to struggle with drug addiction and alcohol abuse. You know, I think that that's one of the things I find interesting, uh, and I'm not answering your question, not on purpose. Well, it was kind of rhetorical. Right. But, but, but that's one of the things I think uh, that I find difficult to swallow about 
her whole I'm so relatable journey where she's doing her imaginary cooking show in her kitchen and, you know, dropping the kids off at school with her wet hair and calling the paparazzi to take pictures of it. It's that not that you have to be perfectly honest about all things, but in your relatability journey, if the only things you're being relatable about are the mundane small things, low stakes things, and not kind of the big actual relatable things, then I'm not really interested. That doesn't feel authentic to me, and I'm not interested. Because I guess that's not real vulnerability. I would be more willing to buy Jennifer Garner's relatability if on some level she... And I'm not saying like on a pledge ad, she needs to be like, you know, when my actively alcoholic ex-husband is not showing up for his court-appointed visits with my children... I like to dust. dust. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have nothing else left to give. Lemon scent. It's the one place that I can smell lemon (laughs) and not think my life is totally doo-doo. Right. We don't need it like that. that, I actually think that would be interesting. However, I get, I'm not saying she needs to be that in that moment. But why isn't she being that in some moment? Right. Where, because I do think that's incredibly relatable. And people would say, like, it's private. I'm like, no, she's literally opening up her home in a certain way to make money. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there would be this, because I feel like we're finally getting to a place where there is less cog- less allowance for that cognitive dissonance. Right. Let me just say, people can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we have a, we, we, we don't. We're not willing to put up with the obvious, like, doublespeak or, like, you know, don't look at me, look at me. Do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, and yet at the same time, I think um, I think that there's some shame that takes place or that is taking, um, is happening in this narrative because I, I, I know that... There are times where if you are showing something that is less than savory about your life, there's this shame piece of you that says like, oh, people are going to make a judgment about who I am as a person because I chose this other person. It's for right or for wrong. It just is kind of what it is. And so I'm sure that it is just that that prevents her from showing that piece because she wants everybody to think. I don't know. I've got so I I could go on with this conversation for sure, and maybe we will at a different date. Um, but I think that the, I think it's just a good question to ask. It's an interesting thing to consider. Why is she not sharing? If she's going to be so open and vulnerable and relatable, why is she not being open, vulnerable, and relatable? And I'm not saying there aren't valid reasons for why she's not doing sure. that. I'm saying overarching from a broader perspective moving into the future, I think maybe it's time for us to give people the ability to not be perfect. Yes. In order to believe that uh, they're relatable. I like it. Alright, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, something's working my last nerve. I'm real irritated about it. And I think some people will be as well because it's dumb. After this, it starts with goldfish and it ends with you. Okay. <laughs> the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And I saw a headline today oh, uh, and it made me real angry and it is working my last nerve. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm telling you, you getting on my last nerve. Colleen and Bradley present. 
Working my last nerve. You are stepping on my last nerve. Apparently, Campbell. The soup? The Campbell Company, which also owns uh, like Pepperidge Farms, the arm that makes goldfish crackers. Okay. Is trying to jump on board. Oh, God. With the plant based food uh, movement. Okay. And they are launching veggie goldfish. Uh, uh, okay. Crackers. Okay. Uh, wait. Uh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, your sounds are my emotions. I have a question, please. What's your question? Teacher, um, weren't goldfish plant-based? Uh, apparently they weren't. I don't know. It doesn't, but... Where did your goldfish crackers come from? Goldfish? No, they did not have actual goldfish in them. By the way, just last night, I was snacking on the baby goldfish. I'm telling you what. At me, if you don't think that goldfish are the best snack ever, I've got things to say to you. Goldfish crackers are the uh, bomb. I'm a cheese it person, but I get it. They're good. I'll it's not, you know, it could be a both I like the pretzel ones. Um, but I have a question. Yeah, sure. What? Explain this to me. Do you mean vegan? Because I understand that cheese no. is not vegetarian. I don't think I mean vegan. I, I mean, think... ve- cheese is not vegan. Do you mean like, I'm going to add cauliflower to this? Correct. Okay. They are considering several options, including but not limited to broccoli and cauliflower. <laughs> uh, but what they are launching for certain are carrot and tomato flavors. Because carrots and tomatoes, quote, appeal to young palates. What? The carrot crackers are made with carrot powder, which is made from carrot juice concentrate and carrot puree. Okay. The tomato ones, I know, are you vomiting in your mouth yet? The tomato ones are made with tomato paste powder. Ooh, yum. You wow, guys, moms, you should feel great. I am. You just gave your children so, pet food additives. So this is why I'm irritated by this. Um, first of all, it sounds nasty. Second of all, this like vegetization of your snack food is just treating you like you're stupid. Yeah, no, and, and you mean stupid because clearly vegetable powder and like i don't know if you know this but flour that's a vegetable powder yeah mm-hmm. i know people are like what but i mean realistically it's a grain right yeah. it's a grain powder i yep. get it but what i'm saying is it's just another powder of food and is it really healthier i don't i don't think feel like so. it is i mean sure if you feel better about e- and this is why they're doing what i was going to say is this is marketing Mm-hmm. This is people saying everybody wants, they see the words cauliflower, carrots, yes. whatever, and they think, mm, healthy. I wish we didn't need to be that dumb. But apparently we do. And I just want to, I just want to issue right here on the Colleen and Bradley show, a PSA to all people that if you buy the carrot puree or the carrot crackers, the carrot goldfish crackers or the tomato goldfish crackers you're not giving your children vegetables it is not not the same thing that's like saying um that a ketchup packet is vegetables exactly i tried that in middle school health class it didn't work didn't you and the reagan Mm -hmm. administration literally oh Oh. that's what we think of that exactly all right when we come back on the Colleen, I'm still really angry about it. Okay, when we come back, I just, I can't. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Bradley went to the theater this weekend. I did. And he's, he's got some opinions. 
He doesn't like the way you're leaving the theater. We'll talk about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My you. Talk 1071. You. We're talking about you. So listen up. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.